Welcome to another Countdown to Eternity. In just a moment, we'll be joined by Pastors James Gadis and Don Stewart. They'll dedicate our first broadcast of 2023 to the subject of China and Taiwan. Should it concern us? Does any of this have biblical prophetic implications? If they do, what are they? We'll set out to answer these questions and more on this exciting first episode of the year. Well, Happy New Year, my dear brothers and sisters. We want to welcome you for joining us for another episode of Countdown to Eternity. Of course, this is the first broadcast of 2023. And uh, boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, it has already been a busy 2023. I am, of course, with the great Don Stewart. And Don, I have to say this, and I know you probably don't want me to go on about this, but I'm going to. Um, Last week, we recorded two shows. We recorded uh, two episodes of Countdown to Eternity, and you were given the week of Christmas off because I knew what was coming for New Year's Day, and then you took a couple of days off after that in our li- from our live show. Uh, Lord willing, you'll be back with us next week. But um, you did, and I just have to say it, right? You got up there behind the pulpit on a Sunday morning for the first time since your heart attack. I got to watch part of what you did for first service for Calvary Chapel East Anaheim. Uh, But then I was able to watch all of second service. And I have to tell you, bro, it was the best presentation that has come from a pulpit you have stood behind in the last 10 years at least. And um, I, I just listened to that and I said, man, I'm so proud of this guy. I'm blessed by how he shared it, his presentation, uh, the brilliance in the communication, and what appeared to be an amazing reception from the audience of believers that were watching. Bro, it was awesome. Maybe you could talk about that a little bit, and I'm asking you to talk about it, because I I think it's important, (laughs) and I want people to actually watch it. We're going to try to get that rebroadcasted on our website, because it's such an important and special presentation. Yeah, well, thank you, James. That was um, it. Was the first time, like you said, I did a Sunday morning since I've had the heart attack, November fourteenth, uh, about fourteen months ago, and it was two services there. And let me tell you, it was an interesting time. I uh, I barely made it physically through the first service. Between services, I was just praying to God I have enough strength to make it through the second service. I was I was that weak. And then when I got up to speak, it was almost like I was watching someone else speak. It wasn't me. And, and I knew the power of the Lord was there. Believe me, I could tell. I go, whoa. And so it was great. What it was is a talk I put together called The Bible in Tomorrow's News. It's 12 biblical predictions that are presently being fulfilled. 12 biblical predictions about the last days that are presently being fulfilled. We went through a list of, uh, you know, a dozen of these. Now, the good news is for people that would like to get that, on our website, educatingourworld.com, we have a PDF. I've written it all out, 21 pages worth. You can download for free so people can use that, uh, you know, teach from it, whatever you like to do. Okay, but can I I just stop you for a second? I want to say this right off the bat, okay? Look. You can go to Educating Our World and get that PDF, and I would recommend that you do it. As a matter of fact, I recommend you go to Educating Our World and get all of the free stuff that Don's made available. There isn't anything he's done that he doesn't make available for free, and I would really encourage you to support him on Educating Our World because, of course, that's exactly how he's able to do what he's doing. But I have to say this. and Don't take it the wrong way, people. I just, I just have to say it, okay? Downloading that PDF and reading it will not do justice what you will see and hear and I'm telling you that right now. I'm not over-talking it. I'm just saying. The PDF is cool, right? And it might even be fun to follow up with. But I 
I don't even advise you read that PDF while you're hearing Don do the presentation. I just think you ought to sit and watch. Because I'm telling you right now, it isn't going to do it justice. I'm just saying. On the record, I want people to know that. And sorry, I felt compelled to interrupt you in saying that because I don't want people to miss the presentation and just go read the PDF. The PDF's important, right? But there was something spectacular that I think the Spirit of God was there, and I want people to see that. Yeah, the, what I the reason I did the PDF, I want people, be, you know, because I sometimes I talk fast, you know how that goes, James, and I wanted people to have something there they could go back to and, you know, because they can't write as fast as I talk and quote, and so it's all there because I want people to use it. But yeah, but I, I don't recommend people following it. Uh, and I'm glad you said that with the PDF. I want you to listen to it, you know, let it kind of overwhelm you and then go through it as you're as you're able. So thank you for saying that. So anyway, that was a, it was quite the experience. Um, of doing that on the on the Sunday morning, and uh, the Lord was with me in a mighty way. So I thank people for their prayers. And James, I haven't seen you in a year, so you know I haven't changed yeah. much. But, uh... <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Uh, but I got to tell you, um, please, please, please take a look at it. I'm hoping that by the time uh, this broadcast is aired, we'll have something on the Calvary Chapel Signal Hill. Uh, com website. You can go to Educating Our World. It's already there, and you can uh, watch the uh, the study there. Um, it is a little deceiving, by the way, if you look at that video the way Calvary East Anaheim posted it, because they posted first and second service all as one video. So it, you, you'll, I would recommend you fast forward through the first service, go to the second, and um, it would. I think it'll just be amazing. What we'll do is we'll snip it all down and we'll, we'll, we'll even cut out the worship section. We'll just put it right to the Bible study itself and uh, we'll get it up there. And I think, uh, I think it's going to just bless you guys. Um, and then Don, any other updates you have for us before yeah, we get into actually, this? Yeah, actually, you know, I'm, I'm not just standing around doing nothing on our uh, book, 40 common mistakes about last day's prophets, Bible prophecy that are, that we clear up. I actually did a fourth appendix there because uh, as you know, I'm 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 still in the process of finishing it up. My daughter's just about finishing her doctoral thesis, so she can edit it. So I'm close to 200 pages now. So I added something that was interesting, uh, because remember, James, we talked about uh, the three appendices. One is on the all the examples of the parable of the fig tree, the word of the fig tree in both testaments, and then I did one on this generation, the various meanings. Well, this one I did on what it means all the trees. And it's interesting. I went through that, I, and I gave like three points why it has to refer to actual trees there, not not the uh, fable that was given in, in Judges nine by Yotham, the son of Gideon, which people try and say, look, the trees represent nations. No, actually, in, in Judges nine, they represent a bunch of evil people. Shechem were trying to find a king to rule over them, and they picked up this person of Bimelech instead of uh, who was this uh, evil son of Gideon. But anyway, bottom line is, so I added that, and also too, I'm I'm working on, I'm finishing. A book on the first three chapters, of one to three of Revelation. Uh, I've got about 280 pages now and probably 70 more before I'm done. I'm really excited about that, the seven churches, because you know how much material is there, how meaningful it is. So we're doing that. So we're keeping busy. And also, too, I want to thank people for the prayers. And, all, and I'll, I'll let you know this. I probably, that will probably be the last Sunday morning service I ever do. Because physically, I just, you know, I just realized I, you know, I couldn't do the two live programs with you this week. I'm going to have you carry the load for the most part on this program here. It just took so much out of me. And, you know, I had an hour between services to rest, but, you know, I've just, I just don't got what I used to get. I'm good for about an hour, but then I, you know, I kind of fade. So anyway, but I appreciate the prayers that came well, it went well, and I'm thankful for the Lord I was able to do it. Yeah, it went beyond well. 
uh, and I'm uh, absolutely uh, thrilled to have watched that portion. It was great. Um, I got to be honest with you. I uh, watched it on my way home from my second service. Uh, we, we normally do four services on Sunday, but for New Year's Day, we only did two. Um, and they were crowded, but we did that. And then what I ended up doing was uh, I had both of the girls in my car. And so uh, one of the girls fell asleep in the car. And so I told Nicole, I said, hun, why don't my, my oldest will get out of the car. She can help you with whatever she needs around the house. I'll go and do some pickups because nowadays you can go to the store and they bring stuff out to your car. Yep. I said, I'll go do that because I'm I need to finish listening to this. And, <laughs> and I was, I was just blown away. Oh, thank you. I mean, I was so blessed. It, it, it was, it was fantastic. And I, words cannot express how overjoyed I was uh, by the whole time. And um, it, it really was encouraging. It, it was a total, it was a total blessing. No, I appreciate that. And, you know, as you, as you know, uh, and we talk about this, we're living in a very special time and it's incredible to think you know, I gave 12 specific examples of what the Bible said the world's going to look like in the future. If there was only one of them, it would prove the Bible's the supernatural word of God, right? But when you think of all 12 of them, uh, I, and that's why I think unbelievers should see this. People would increase their faith if they have unbelieving friends and relatives. But anyway, uh, what I was putting together was rather mind-boggling, and I was just praying to the Lord, I hope, we, hope it comes out okay, because the material's great, and I don't know how well I'll deliver it being, you know, the situation I'm in. But anyway, God blessed, and so I'm very thankful. Yeah, and so I kind of wanted to spend a good portion of our time today talking about the problem that we are about to face in the international community with Taiwan. Let's do that. Um, and, and there are some stories that I wanted to bring up. Some of them you're already familiar with, and I'm going to comment on a series of them, and then I just... I'll stop to get your commentary uh, for a little bit. And of course, uh, for our listening audience, just understand um, we are trying to give Don as much time as possible to recover and to rest. Uh, so that's why you're going to hear limited commentary here. But he definitely wanted to be a part of this conversation. So I, I think it has to start with uh, Xi Jinping going before the Chinese Communist Party, having a conversation with them in their uh, very own conference and basically making two very interesting declarations. The first declaration he makes is he says, we've now wrapped up Hong Kong. Now, the complexities of Hong Kong are remarkable. Uh, what goes on with that and uh, the agreement with Great Britain and the colonization aspect of Hong Kong is uh, in and of itself seriously complex. Perhaps the leading authority on this that I can think of right now in the world is Dr. Larry Arn from Hillsdale College, probably the uh, probably one of the leading guys on this. And uh, he has dedicated in the Hillsdale podcast probably five or six very good, concise uh, episodes uh, describing the gist of the issue with Hong Kong and what's happened. Anyway, to make a long story short, China basically disrespects and walks away from the initial agreement made with Great Britain and in essence takes over control of Hong Kong without taking control of Hong Kong. We'll just leave it at that. It's a pretty complex issue. So that same week at that conference, Gigi goes before the people and says, we have finished with Hong Kong. We've wrapped them up. Now it's time for us to go for Taiwan. And then goes on to speak about the reunification process. And within a day, maybe two days of that time, the current leader of the regime of the United States of America chooses to 
issue what I would consider to be, and I'm saying what I would consider to be, a very illegal threat, which basically says to the CEOs of every single company in China that are Americans, if you continue on as a CEO of this Chinese company, you will have your citizenship revoked because you will be considered a treasonous enemy of the state. And so overnight, all of these American executives pack their bags and go home, thus rendering an overwhelming majority of a very specific type of industry to shut down. Now, many people might already know what I'm talking about, and that is, of course, the semiconductor business. Now, this puts China in a very difficult position, and anybody who understands the mechanics of what's going on, economically speaking, in China and uh, with Taiwan, will recognize that 60% of all semiconductors produced, manufactured, and sold in the world are done in Taiwan. So now China has a viable reason to go after Taiwan because their own semiconductor business is dead. And what we are watching is a bunch of warmongering happening. Now, this is about to get far worse. There are some high-level people that are making predictions that Taiwan might be invaded within the next 35 days. They're not saying it's going to happen for sure. They're saying it's very high likelihood that that might be the case. They weren't saying that last year. They are saying it this year, and there's some really good reasons for that. They all relate to, believe it or not, ironically, Russia, Ukraine, and several other players that are in the region. Uh, and I'll talk about some of the evidence that they're seeing in just a second. But, Don, this is the state of affairs that we are in right now. And it does, believe it or not, have a lot to do with what we may begin to see formulate in context of what Ezekiel 38 tells us. Yeah, you're exactly right, James. What, what got me, there was an article. I, I don't know if I sent it to you or not. I was reading it the other day. And basically, it's talking about American companies are trying to fill the gap with making the semiconductors and the chips and have dedicated billions of dollars to producing them here in the USA. So we won't be, you know, dependent upon China. Well, if that's going to happen, that's all the more reason China wants to take over Taiwan, right? Because that's if right. the US is going to corner the market there and uh, Taiwan, between them and Taiwan, then they won't have anything left. So it's almost like if you didn't know better, you think what Biden did with the CEOs is actually pushing China to invade Taiwan and put, you know, because he's pushing the companies to, to, uh, and they can't do this overnight, obviously can't build the factories and get ready. They're, we're talking about the next couple of years, but in doing so, it seems to push China into the proverbial corner, doesn't it? Now, what's also interesting there, I don't know if you've talked about it, but we've got some issues going on with Little Rocket Man also in North Korea, uh, which is part of the game, too. And I'm sure you can talk about that. But um, it, it makes things very interesting because, remember, the United States and, and China are not players in the last day's Bible prophecy. Russia certainly is. And like you said, you're absolutely right with Russia being part of this, the Ukraine thing part of this. I'll let you go on from there. But that's just my initial thoughts. Yeah. So it's uh, let me just say this. It's funny that you would mention North Korea. I'm not even going to talk about Belarus basically saying that they're getting ready to go to war with NATO. That's a whole other interesting yeah. thing. By the way, they're saying that they are going to war with NATO in the name of defending the uh, the Russian Federation, right, as well as their own national interests, which is particularly interesting. And I won't even talk about that. I won't talk about Gazprom that's actually sending more gas. That's the Russian gas company sending more gas over to China because that isn't uh, going to stand as significant as what we're talking about with respect to North Korea. Now, this is interesting because we begin to see evidence of aggression by North Korea and to North Korea 
which becomes a more significant problem, but perhaps the most significant of all of those issues, uh, and we could spend a lot of time talking about all of those things, but because we're limited on time, I want to focus for just a second on the subject of South Korea. Because this is very interesting. It just came out. South Korea is in talks with the United States over nuclear capability. Now, I want people to understand this. South Korea, as an ally of the United States, is not going to the United States saying, I want permission to be able to produce nuclear weapons. Assuming they get permission to produce nuclear weapons, they're 45 years away from doing it and doing it successfully and safely and all the other things that's going on because none of us are aware of uh, either on the down low or up in front, any type of uh, nuclear initiatives being taken in South Korea. They relate to certain uh, treaties that were signed with the United States of America or the United States of America helped to broker that uh, does not allow them to do so and they're not doing it. But what they are doing now is they have approached the United States of America. By the way, I just want to simply say this, uh, Don, it's my theory that the United States of America using back channels went to South Korea and said, we would like you through our official diplomatic channels to come to us and ask us to put our nuclear weapons in your country. So um, I, they have done that. They are now uh, having uh, discussions with the United States about the placement of U.S. nuclear assets in South Korea. Now, for me, that does not ring the typical alarm that might be rang by a lot of people and says, great, just what we need, nuclear proliferation, you know, affecting more and more of the Asian continent and that whole region. I believe that what this is all about has nothing to do with the use of these nuclear weapons. We all know that these nuclear weapons will not be used, not even for a second in that area. What this is all about is the United States of America being able to deploy their newer hypersonic missiles and many other short-range missile form of technologies, something very, some, very similar to the Russian Club K-type uh, missiles, uh, in that region in order to retaliate against China if something happens and to do it quickly uh, and in retaliation against any type of Satan missile out of Russia that gets launched or anything like that. I think we are watching a potential war being set up between the United States and several allies, potentially NATO, I don't know, against uh, China if an attack against Taiwan is launched. Now, this becomes significant because this is going to involve Russia, and I can promise you Russia's not losing in this one, especially with the understanding that the Philippines now have announced that they are entering into an agreement or at least having a conversation with China. And it appears as though China is going to allow, this is a, a pretty interesting thing, allow the Philippines to take possession in certain portions of the South China Sea areas that have been widely disputed between the two of them. And I'm going to add this, probably under the auspice or under the condition that they're allowed to place those assets undisputed in what they call national territory so that they might be able to have retaliatory capability with the use of their hypersonics. That's, that's what I'm guessing. I could be wrong. But this opens up a lot of doors because it brings Russia into the picture in a huge way and may involve giving Russia a big voice because of the energy deals that exist between China and Russia, thus affecting the Philippines and many other countries in that region. What do you say about all this, Don? No, I think you're absolutely right. That's why I brought it up, because it's not North Korea so much we're worrying about. You know, they, they've been doing a few things here and there. But again, North Korea borders China. 
Uh, most people know that, but it's it, it would give a, a closer you know way to get to China if China uh, did some type of attack on Taiwan or whatever. Here's a way you can retaliate from this direction. It's almost like, if I'm not mistaken, the U.S. is trying to almost circle it or surround China as much as possible. At least come from another different number of different areas to keep China from uh, you know keep them busy rather than taking Taiwan. Because if they took Taiwan, James, what a I can't even. It can't even put in words the loss that would be the Western world, right? And then the semiconductor oh, tremendous. industry. Tremendous. Yeah. It would yeah. it would be beyond significant. As a matter of fact, it's very interesting. It's why several major prominent companies have moved to making their own silicone, right? So, for example, Apple Silicone, uh, they are doing a majority of their manufacturing now on the U.S. continent. That's been an initiative that they've taken for some time with the anticipatory uh, drive uh, concerning what might happen, but the reality of it is an overwhelming majority of all uh, industry that involves semiconductor use is going to be brought to its knees. The automobile industry, which you've, we've already watched struggle, and everything else. I think that what this speaks to is something even bigger than a lot of people are even thinking. First of all, if Taiwan becomes affected, forget the United States. The The economy of the United States will be so damaged that the possibility of it staying as a superpower becomes so diminished, it won't even be a discussion, number one. Number two, China will get annihilated by the rest of the world, but with great expense. And so China will, in essence, no longer be the superpower that everybody thinks it is. And we bring ourselves right into Ezekiel 38 territory. Don, I'm going to throw this your way because we only have two minutes. I cannot believe time has gone by that quick. Maybe you can put an end cap to this sure. and uh, and wrap it up for us. Yeah, what's interesting, and uh, thank you, James, and thanks again, everybody. Happy New Year. The we're gonna what we're seeing now, seemingly, is two of the big players in the world today, China and the United States, taking each other out, as it were. So the players that the Bible says are going to be the main players in the last day can come to the forefront, including Russia, of course, and Western Europe will be part of that down the line, and you know, with God intervening, obviously. And so what's fascinating how all this is working out, and how, again, you can't make this stuff up. You can't predict this sort of thing, but when you have like a weak president of the United States or makes decisions that seemingly were at the beginning in U.S.'s best interest, but they obviously aren't, you're seeing the U.S. and the demise that we predicted, unfortunately, from Scripture, since we're not a player, happening over happening so quickly you can't even believe it and so the good news is uh the lord's program's going forward you know as bad as things are that means god's program's going towards it towards an end game and that's the exciting thing about it so we keep our eyes on jesus christ our eyes on the bible and what it says about who's going to be where at the time of the end and it seems like the players that be the final players are all getting set up so it's a very exciting time to be alive but the point is it confirms again the bible supernaturally predicting the future Who's going to be what in the last days? And literally, James, no one in their wildest imagination could make this stuff up, but it's fitting into place like the proverbial hand into the glove. Amen, bro. And I think that that's a great way to end our broadcast. You know, uh, I, I just have to say this because it's important. There is no greater time than now than to be studying the Bible. No greater time than now to be looking at Bible prophecy. No greater time than now to just study the Bible as a whole. If you have not read your Bible from cover to cover, I recommend you doing it. I recommend you becoming students of the word, being disciples of Christ, because we are living in a world that is very indicative of the fact that things are shaping up quite quickly. And um, the Lord promises that these things are going to happen, and we're watching evidence of that happening. So keep your eyes on Jesus, folks. It is very important. Um, I know the time went by quick. It feels like it was only a five-minute broadcast. Um, I certainly mean this when I say this, especially starting at the beginning of the year. 
We do sincerely hope that you enjoyed listening to this and watching it as much as we've enjoyed making it. We love doing this for you. We love you so much. It's our love for you that God has given us that constrains us to do these things. So on behalf of the great Don Stewart, this is James Cadiz, and we want to thank you so much for joining us for another episode of Countdown to Eternity. And as Don would say, may God richly, richly bless you in this upcoming new year. You're listening to Countdown to Eternity with James Cadiz and Don Stewart, who today talked about the world's problem of China and Taiwan. You can replay and share it right now when you visit CountdownToEternity.com. That's Countdown, the number two, Eternity.com. You heard James and Don talk about Don's presentation, The Bible and Tomorrow's News, 12 biblical predictions about the last days that are now being literally fulfilled. You can watch the video right now at EducatingOurWorld.com. That's educatingourworld.com. Don's notes are there as well, free for download. These are exciting times to be living in. Prophecy is being fulfilled right before our eyes. And we want to keep you informed, not only on this program, but through social media. Follow James Cadiz, Educating Our World and Countdown to Eternity on Facebook and Instagram. And then subscribe to our YouTube channel at Calvary Chapel Signal Hill. We're also on Rumble at James Cadiz. Whether you're a longtime listener or new to the program, we'd like to hear back from you and receive your thoughts, questions, and prayer requests. Email us through the website at countdowntoeternity.com. Countdown the number two, eternity.com. And we'd also appreciate your support here at the beginning of another year. To get behind what we're doing, visit countdowntoeternity.com. Then listen in next week as the Countdown to Eternity continues. This program is brought to you by Calvary Chapel, Signal Hill.